This is Powell to the People on the best talk in town. Well, I got up early this morning, turned on the radio. The weatherman gave the forecast that he really didn't know. He said we might have a little sunshine, might have a little rain. Might have partly cloudy skies and it might just snow again. Well, I found out a long time ago, there ain't that much for sure. But God's love and faithfulness will forevermore endure. No matter what comes, no matter what goes, if you're on a high, if you're in a low, if you're getting sick, if you're feeling well, if you get up, if you just fell, God's love and faithfulness will always be the same. Some things never change. Here's Larry Powell. Hey, welcome back to Powell to the People, uh, where civility is always in style. We're so glad that you've joined us today. Uh, you know, it's really exciting when you think about all the good things that are going on in our community. And we get a chance uh, on this show twice a week to bring in some really unique people to talk about some of those good things. And we're going to do that in just a moment. But, you know, it's still a crazy time with Omicron and all of the things that are going on with that Uh, We're just encouraging people, be as safe as you possibly can. Do the right things. uh, Make sure that your family stays safe because we're hearing some really crazy things about Omicron, and in particular with uh, young ones. uh, You know, they've they've had some diabetes connected to catching Omicron. So you want to do everything you can to protect your kids and and just make sure that they're as safe as possible. But uh, it's really exciting. We've got with us today (laughs) someone that is a really good friend of mine, Lisa Casares Austin, and she is with Angels of Grace, which is a foster family foster care agency. And uh, we're going to talk with her. And I also have my lovely bride, Dot Powell, uh, author and uh, former principal in Fresno Unified. So we've got three of us here today going to just talk about one of the things that I think is so important to all of us, and that is how do we take care of our kids? And we've got lots of kids that are struggling. Lisa, it is so nice to have you with us. Oh my gosh, this is such a just a blessing. I'm just I was so delighted to see your wife here and you know, I'm just I'm the president of her fan club. <laughs> <laughs> well, and thank as you. As well as you, it's always so good to be in your presence. You have such great energy, the Holy Spirit. Well, it just lives so beautifully inside of you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Spirit. I appreciate it. You know, uh we're going to talk about the agency because you're doing some amazing work, but First of all, just wanted to talk about you a little bit. Um, where did you grow up? Uh, you know, how did you get into this business of fostering youth and and helping kids? You know, especially babies. And and when we're going to talk about on your website, there's a way to go there, and uh, you've got a lot of needs that are listed, and people can pick a part of it and send it in, or send money or cash or things. But tell us a little bit about yourself. Where did you grow up? Well, I grew up here in Fresno, California, born and raised, and. Um, I grew up in a farm worker family, very a traditional Hispanic family. So my goal in life was to get married and have children. And uh, that was probably like the epitome of, of what my success in life was going to be. Sure. And so I got married at 18 years old. Uh, just to, it was planned when I was 12. It was like 18. I got I turned 18 on May 27th. Wow. 1963 was my birthday. And then on June 27th, I was married. So one month after my 18th Boy, birthday right after so, high school right after high school and so i was um very excited you know you, you see all the movies cinderella <laughs> lives happily ever after and, sure. <laughs> unfortunately that did not happen in my life i ended mm. up in a lot of uh domestic violence wow it was a very tragic time in my life i was 
you know, in and out of sure. medical attention because of whatever the situation came out of. So it was, um, it was pretty tragic. I had two children, um, a four-year-old and a two-year-old. Boy. And the police was always at my house. And there was a lady that lived across from me that had many children that was also in domestic violence. And so she would come and she would, you know, help me get through it. And right. I helped her. So we became Yaya sisters. I love it. Whenever she was putting, you know, things on my face to cover the cuts, she would say, yeah, yeah. In our culture, it's kind of a term of it's going to be okay. Yeah. So she was my yeah, yeah sister. And uh, one day, you know, she, it, her ending was tragic. Oh, boy. And it was all in, because of domestic violence. Sure. So that really was the aha moment in my life. And so one night I, um, I went to sleep and uh, he came home and it was very, very, there was a lot of domestic violence. And so my son, who was four at the time, uh, went and got my daughter out of the crib. She was two and put her in the Chevy Chevette and got my purse and screamed that he had the keys. And so we ran mm-hmm. off in the middle of uh, wow. the night. Wow. And ended up in the middle of Fresno with uh, no shoes on and a, and a robe and 50 cents in you my pocket. You just escaped then. Escaped. Yeah. Well, the, the police officer had given me a, a, a business card to the Margie mm. Mason Center. Oh, wow. And so I was on, remember, I was on a street called Orange Street, and I pulled over. I was hard, hardly any gas in my car, and I cried out to God, and I asked mm. God to be my, my husband, my provider, my protector. Sure. And as God would have it, I reached into my pocket to pull out some tissue because I was just crying, and I found the card. <laughs> and so back in the days, and most, most people that are young probably don't believe this, but there used to be pay phones. And so I looked up, <laughs> I was in front of a market and I looked up and there was a pay phone. And so I called the number that was on the card. I didn't wow. need my 50 cents because it was a free 800 number. And they actually came and picked me up and took me to the Marjorie That's Mason an amazing Center. story. It's a God story. Absolutely. Because when I got to the Marjorie Mason Center, they put shoes on my feet. They fixed me all up and they you know, made me feel like I was a human again and then ended up in the middle of, um, this dark place in my life. And so they, I went to the hospital that day and, uh, they watched my children while I went and just to make sure I didn't have any fractures or anything. And there was a, a, a nurse that was there who was seeing all the people coming in and out of the ambulances. And so she was phenomenal. I just looked at her and I thought, wow, look at her. She's just she was just amazing. So she ended up taking care of all these people. And in the middle of that, she came up and told me how important I was. That wow. It wasn't that I wasn't important. I just, she needed to take care of people that were bleeding and coming sure. out of. And so she, she looked at me and she told me I was beautiful, that God had a plan for my life and that this was a bump in the road. We were going to get to the other side. And she went to check my, my tonsils and she got real close to my face and I grabbed her hands and I asked her to, to pray for me. And she said a little prayer. Wow. And I always remember her blue eyes. She had the most beautiful eyes. They looked, they were so crystal. And, um, and I never saw her again, but she, she poured that hope into me and, and love and everything I needed, sure. which was enough for me to kind of sustain myself through life. Unfortunately, I felt, well, fortunately, I should say, I found out I was pregnant that day. So I was, I was pregnant with my third child. So two with two you, with one on the way. One on the way. And I was determined never to go back into that situation. Yeah. And so I ended up in a, you know, my journey ended up going into the projects because I couldn't go anywhere. I was shaming the family by, by leaving my husband. So there was a lot of shame connected to that. Wow. And so um, blame went your way, even yeah. though oh, yeah. you were the one that was the victim. And so I remember sitting around 
in the Margie Mason Center with a lot of other women like myself. And a commercial came out. It says, are you lost? Are you confused? Do you not know where you're going? I said yes to all the questions. And it was <laughs> City College was taking applications. And so there was a little song that went with the number, which is 442-4600. So all day I walked around with that song in my head. That's great. I finally made the phone call. And the person that spoke to me said, come on down. We'll figure it out. And so I took my kids. And that was the journey. I was going to become a dental hygienist, but once I became a student, I was so uh, excited and wanted to help women that were in abuse and even men. So I started doing, you know, um, helping with, I learned how to do uh, restraining orders and things like that. And so my counselor, who was Pauline Fuller, said, you need to go into social work. And I said, well, how long is that going to take? And she said, it won't take that long. You just have to go to Fresno State. So she changed my classes up so they were transferable. Yeah. And it took me 15 years to get my master's. <laughs> little, a little uh, side note was that, you know, I always ended up going with the foster children. Right. It, I thought I was going to work with women, and God kept sending me towards the rescue wow. children. So. Well, and having two of them that were in great need and another one on the way. Yeah, and, and, and I'm going to tell you that the students at Fresno City College actually, because I had to take my kids to class with me, would help me with my children. When wow. they were 18, they thought it was so cool that I had all these kids. So they were, we had a sign-in, <laughs> sign-out sheet. They would help me with the kids while I'd go to class. Yeah. And then my baby was born, and so I had cloth diapers because I couldn't afford anything else. And so they got tired of that. So they'd all give me a quarter at the end of the week. We bought Pampers, <laughs> and it. they helped raise the little one. Then we found out there was child care on campus, so we were able to get the two older ones there. But the little one, the students kept helping me with. So when I finally graduated with my master's, I made a copy of it and sent it to all my friends because they stayed connected to me yeah. for all the years. And, you know, I was the only one that got a master's, and it was because they all helped me. I always say this is because you were all – because even when they stopped going to school, I could they sure. would watch my children at their houses. Come and leave the kids while you, you know, go to school. So <laughs> I was a community. It took a village to, to get my master's. <laughs> You know, uh, you have have done so many great things with what you're doing right now. But when you look back, God had a plan for you. Uh, and what you went through gave you a heart and an empathy for uh, babies and kids that probably would have been harder to get. Uh, it's interesting how he takes a, a really negative situation and, and gives you just this drive and heart to take care of those little ones. Well, you know, he doesn't waste our hurts. Yes. And that's why... Um, in 2000, when I finally received my master's, I started Angels of Grace Foster Family Agency. The Lord said, now it's my turn. Yeah. This, this agency belongs to him, and I get to work. I have a great boss. And I had no idea how this was going to happen. We had a bunch of attorneys that were friends of mine that helped me with the nonprofit status. Yeah. And then one of the attorneys actually let me go into his office. And so his secretary started helping me. The state, because I had so much experience, allowed me to go into his library and We turned that into a little foster family agency, and then I had six months to get into a building after that. And it was just God all the way through. And it's this community because my my number one focus was to have items available because I knew what it was like to go out in the middle of the night with no shoes on, you know, be just so, so broken. And these kids, when they come to me, it's, it's beautiful that I can put shoes on their feet. A lot of them come full of head lice because there's a lot of neglect. We have, you know, the medication in the office. We have what you call it, like a little Walmart, right? The community <laughs> keeps donating. And things are not necessarily new, but they're they're gently used. And so to them, it's something great. Yeah, it's wonderful. Diapers, formula, head lice lotion, uh, you know, hygiene products, anything our kids need. And a lot of the kids that come to me because there isn't a shelter 
in Fresno, a lot of them come in at the, in the middle of the night sure. and coming out of domestic violence, meth labs or whatever they're coming being mm-hmm. rescued out of. And so we provide what they need. And then in three days, we have what you call a team decision-making meeting with wow. the county. And most of them are going to go with grandma, who's on Social Security, who's not going to receive any benefit because right. now they're not in the system. And we help grandma with, you know, trying wow. to get her through that. Well, you and I have talked about uh, early in your career uh, as a professional, the lack of diapers, the lack of those kinds of things, you know, and folks, we're going to we're going to take a break here, but uh, we're going to be right back and uh, we're going to learn more about uh, some really good things happening with Angels of Grace. We'll be right back. You're listening to Powell to the People. Write it down. This is Powell to the People on the best talk in town. Here's hey. Larry Powell. And welcome right back. Uh, we're glad to have you back with us. Uh, you know, we uh, we talk about uh, politics, education, religion, technology, sports, values, and healthy communities. And today we're continuing a conversation with Lisa Casares Austin from Angels of Grace. And, um, boy, you have an amazing story. Um, you know, more people need to hear it that... You were down and out. It was as probably as low as you could possibly get in life, and yet you had the drive to go find something. You now have a master's degree. You're doing some amazing things in the community, and uh, it's remarkable. Uh, Dot, you're here with us uh, today as well. Um, We have a daughter, Caitlin Carter, Mm -hmm. um, and Caitlin had foster kids, and so we we clearly understand. Uh, remember what it was like when she first would bring the kids home? Yes. We'd all fall in love with those little kids. <laughs> yeah. It was interesting. Uh, one of them was born in a toilet to a meth mother. Katie found her, the, you know, basically met her at the hospital, uh, newborn, uh, meth addicted, uh, affected and impacted. Uh, and she spent 30 days with her. Uh, that She now is our granddaughter. Oh, yeah. wow. And, uh, She's 12. Yeah, she's 12 years old. She has a brilliant voice. I mean, she's she's just got an amazing singing voice. So mm-hmm. uh, we're really blessed. So we, we clearly get the work that you do. And then as a pastor at People's Church, uh, we see her, I see hurting people all the time and, uh, and, and the needs that folks have for someone to step up and take care of them during these moments of crisis. And mm-hmm. So what you do is absolutely phenomenal. I mean, uh, you know, and you were making a list. You were sharing with us a list there of some of the things that are needed on a regular basis. What are those again? You know, we always appreciate gently used items. You know, so a lot of the people that, especially boys, I don't know what it is about boys' clothing. We really need that because boys will wear out their clothes (laughs) to the end. Girls, we get a lot of girls' clothing, which is we're blessed by as well. So people will donate their gently used items, which is a tax deduction because we are a nonprofit. Yep. And diapers, formula, hygiene products, undergarments, we always need. Those have to be new because, you know, those sure. are special. And um, so we, we always need head lice lotion because for some reason, these kids, if they come infected, we need two or three treatments. Mm-hmm. And um, it's expensive. A lot of people say, well, Medi-Cal will pay for it. But it, three or four days later, the whole house is infected. So yeah, we exactly. automatically get them cleaned up right away. I've learned how to be the master. They call me in Spanish, um, 
I'm the um, queen of matapiojos, which means I'm the queen of killing lice because I'm really good. <laughs> and, you know, I'm very blessed. It. I've never gotten the head lice because sometimes it's, they, you sure. can get the head. And I, I put a, a shower cap on and I whatever it takes to clean up my babies. <laughs> I love it. And uh, then I learned that mayonnaise works real well. So now I give them oh, a beauty treatment. So that at the it, same it, time. It, so they... They uh, have really the kids. You know, sometimes they hate sitting there. Like, yeah. So I put a little. I'll put a little timer on, and every time it dings, I'll give them a quarter or something. So <laughs> it's a lot of motivation. You know, Larry, I I can honestly say that I I we we've received lots of recognition in our community, but it's because of the community. Mm. We cannot do this alone, and I think God is very much reminding me that every day. I get up, I pray, and I ask God, "Where right. am I supposed to go today? What am I supposed to do?" You know, this is a this is a time in the world where we're we're seeing a lot of darkness. I'm seeing a lot more than I've seen in sure. years past. So this is a time that we're supposed to shine the brightest because people need yeah, hope. Absolutely. And that nurse who was there for those moments in my life, you know, I saw and I admired how much she was doing. And if she could see something great in me, it was enough for both of us until wow. I got into this place of my life where I where I could now trust that God knew what he was doing when he created me right yep. because i always question if i made the right choice now you're being my... that person for a whole lot of other people that, that nurse was now i gotta tell you this is now you know the rest of the story <laughs> i was at my sunset rotary meeting uh several five or six, maybe longer uh there was a deputy i don't know if you know pat, pat farmer yes very in. well okay great so guy pat walked in and he was presenting to our rotary and he was talking about he does a lot of did some lighting in our community and just talking about triathlon stuff. And he had, he had a group of people there that love him. So one of the people in that group was his wife. Mm. And so uh, I got up and I talked about uh, our Luau of Love, which is an annual fundraiser we have every year. This year it's going to be on September the 24th at Tesoro Viejo. So anybody interested can give us a call, but she woke up, she got up and she came up to me and she said, you know, I'm not working right now. Uh, I would love to help you for this Luau. And she's talking to me and I'm looking at her and I'm, (laughs) Looking into her eyes, I said, were you ever a nurse? And she said, yes. I was a nurse in the old hospital. Yeah. I said, do you remember this little Mexican lady that came in and she was <laughs> all beat? And she looked at me and she said, I prayed for her. Oh, I said, wow. are you serious? It, so her name is Jana Farmer. I, God sent me the nurse back all these years later. Is that She's right? She's one of my very dear friends. I love her to death. You reconnected. And we reconnected. That was a God story. Oh, absolutely. Because... Mm-hmm. I've been there for her as well. And, you know, this journey of life, you just never know how the teeter-totter is going to go. No, and, exactly. And so she's a very dear friend of mine. And um, she's had to have surgery because she's fell off of a ladder. So mm-hmm. when she has surgeries, I'm praying for her. And we're just, we've become <laughs> very good friends. Since then, Pat's retired. Yes. And so we've just, it's a God story. It totally <laughs> is. And so she was feeling like her life really wasn't significant because she wasn't a nurse anymore wow and i told her every time i pick up a child i tell them what you're beautiful god has a plan for you this is a little bump in the road we're going to get to the other side every single All of those child things she that, told you. you poured into me so you have touched thousands of children and she was just amazed by that it blessed her heart yeah. that's wonderful so are you having a little <laughs> okay well i'm i am literally falling on the floor okay <laughs> like, yeah are you well, okay this, yeah we're sorry. good okay no problem uh, we're gonna we're gonna keep going uh, in here. Uh, These chairs we've, are a little bit funny. We've got a, a really exciting thing taking place, uh, Lisa. It's pretty amazing what's been going on 
uh, with uh, everything that's happening. Uh, when I look at the list of items needed, diapers, formula, clothes, uh, shoes, cribs, car seats, socks, underwear, lice medication, cash donations, uh, you know, I mean, it's a big list. McDonald's gift cards are really really, um, important because a lot of our kids, we might not get all the kids for Angels of Grace, but the county has children that are sitting there. So we're able to give those gift cards to those children at well. And we were able to share the blessings with the county. Good, yeah. Well, it's pretty amazing when you uh, think about all of the things that are out there, the needs that are out there, and then the kids actually get the uh, the help that they need when they, they get to you, and they didn't even know they were going to get it. And the grandmothers and the grandparents, yeah. because yeah. they feel like at this point, they feel like their life is, is not, not uh, their life is, is pretty dark at that point. But when we're able to come alongside them and help them, and then their their biological children, the child, the parents of these children, yes. receive the services that they need so that they can get off drugs, so that they can get out of domestic violence. And they see their life later on down the road, and those kids are back in the homes with their children in right. a healthy environment. And they are blessed. Good. Wow. And then they're bringing the kids clothes. And so it, it <laughs> kind of, it we see we see a lot of good. You know, I tell my social workers, we're not about judging people because of, in that moment in my life, if they would have given me drugs instead right. of Jesus... I could have been the biggest drug addict because you just want the pain to stop. Yeah, And so we don't judge people. We love them to to Christ and we love them through the situation they're going through. And hopefully one day they can pay it forward as well. Boy, that's, that's such a good story, you know, of what's going on. Uh, How many kids do you deal with in a typical day or week? It just depends. Like last night we got two children and it's it's, for some reason it's about three in the morning. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) There's something about three in the morning. So it just depends. You know, I'm getting older now. I started this journey when I was much younger and now I'm 58 years old. And, you know, God, he's God says that my my yoke is easy. So we've now have social workers that were my interns that are now working alongside me wow. and now they go out. So I don't have it 24 hours. And now that I'm married, you know, it, it would be a little harder for me to do that Sure, because now I have responsibility with my <laughs> husband and, you know, so God, God just provides. He's yeah. like, he's a God that doesn't, he doesn't overwhelm you with what he asks you to do. You right. know, and he brings people alongside you just like he's brought this community. Well, I, I was looking at um, some of your folks. You got Gloria, Ellie, Elizabeth, mm-hmm. uh, Lorena, Maria, and Carla. Um, and yeah, and then all the students from Fresno State, from Fresno Pacific, that are getting their degrees in oh, social work. Yeah, I love so that. We, we've been uh, blessed. Even City College now is sending students that are going into social work. So is that right? we feel like we're grooming them, you know. <laughs> and it's exciting because this is truly social work. I mean, picking up kids and getting them, you know, yeah. in that place when they're dark, uh, their their darkest moments, and you put shoes on their feet and you get them all fixed up and you sure. tell them that life is going to be okay. And then you, we have these uh, visits with the families that we have to supervise. And the families come in, and, and Angels of Grace has always been a facility that looks like you're going to Grandma's house. Oh, it's I a home. It. Yes. So they come in. We're able to bake with them. We're able to make sure that the kids can have that feeling of this is this is how we teach parents to read a book to their children. A lot of them have never done that because it's not been done for them. Yeah, and how important and, that is. Yeah, just, just uniting and connecting and let's sit around the table and eat. Let's break bread together. And yep. we're able to do all that because we were in a home. We're in a <laughs> place that looks like Grandma's house. And you've got a new location now. We do. We're at 6179 North Palm, which is just north of Bullard. Yes. Beautiful place. It it's, was a CPA firm, I think, before. And, okay. And so we moved in. Uh, we used to be in the Tower District, but uh, the place we were in, 
sold, so we had to relocate during the pandemic, which was very oh, challenging. What a challenge. But God provided. Yeah. And he provided the, a really nice place, and we actually were able to keep the clothing closet because there's a, an area there, that, that which is a two-car garage, that we've mm. turned into a, a little Walmart. Yep. And we have volunteers that come out that help us keep it in order. So when I come in at two in the morning, I can go right to the size two little girls clothes and, you know, get what I need. And so it's it's all about community. And, yeah. and I'm so humbled to, to be a part of this team. You know, it's really exciting. We're going to talk a little more uh, in a, after our next break about uh, partners. You have I, I looked on your website. You've got a lot of partners, folks who step up with you. So we're going to talk about that, folks. Uh, this is Powell to the people where civility is always in style. We'll be right back. You're listening to Powell to the People. Write it down. Now you know that tomorrow is always going to change. No matter how much you plan it out, it ain't never going to stay the same. Well, I found out a long time ago, there ain't that much to sure. But God's love and faithfulness will forevermore endure. This is Powell to the People. On the best talk in town, here's Larry Powell. Hey, welcome back to Powell to the People, where civility is always in style. And we're so glad that you've joined us for our third segment today. Uh, you know, um, this is uh, prior to the Super Bowl. So, you know, <laughs> we, we get a weekend where we don't even have to think much about football. And we can actually talk about some things that really make a difference in life. So, And we're so fortunate today to have with us uh, Lisa Casares Austin, and I love the, the the last name Austin, which has been added recently. Yes, Lisa. two and a half years ago. Yeah, two and a half years, and so uh, it's really neat. But she uh, she runs the Angel of Grace Angels of Grace uh, Fam Family Foster Agency, mm -hmm. and uh, you did a lot of other things before you got to this job and things. Tell us a little bit about how what were the what was the preparation that got you to be uh, in charge of Angels of Grace. Well, I, I um, was blessed enough to go into Fresno State and receive my master's. I Before that, I got my bachelor's in social work. So there was a lot of internship opportunities that you have to do. Sure. So I, I worked at, I did an internship at one of the schools here in town. Uh, and it was at Lowell. And I was able to work with students there. And then because I was having to work and when I was getting my master's, you couldn't get paid. Right. When you were doing your internship. Right. So I had to work in the day. I worked at Fresno State. I did. Um, I was a, a student uh, peer advisor. Okay. So worked with students. Yeah. and got an opportunity to, to empower students that way. But then at night, I did my internship in emergency response. Wow. With Child Protective Services. And that's where I got to really see the need that we had in our community. Well, and CPS of not having a sees some really tough cases. We do. Yeah. Uh, and we're in the meth capital of the world. I don't know if people get oh, that. Yeah. And there's all, there's about 60,000 children in foster care in California. So there's, it's a huge, wow. it's a huge undertaking. And I really believe that this was my calling. Uh, this is where God kind of guided me. So it's under the anointing because I get up, I would be amazing. I would get up, wake up like just a few minutes before right. the county would call me. And then I would, and they would say, don't you sleep? Well, I was kind of already <laughs> up and then I'd get a call, get dressed and go out and rescue the you children. You had your own alarm clock. It was, <laughs> I really believe it was the Lord. And then I'd pray about, well, where am I supposed to put this child, you know? And yeah. the Lord would guide where to put the children. We recently received rec a national adoption um, recognition award in Washington, D.C. Wow. For the amount of children. We've had over 400 children adopted. 
uh, since right? we started the agency in, in 2000. That's mm-hmm. remarkable. That's God. It is. That is God because that's a forever family. And that's 400 lives that are changed because and, yeah. I, I know you and you're going to put them, you know, where, where they're going to be successful. Yes. You know? and, and I love hearing the stories. And now with Facebook, a lot of them follow me. So I get to see oh. them living their the best life and their families. And they grow up so fast. Yes. That's yes. one thing about people. I, I've had a lot of families that have tried to have children and they come to us as like, okay, well, I can't have children. I might as well help children. Right. So we're not an adoption agency, but a lot of times if the families don't get their cells together like the courts ask them to sure then these children if they can't find a family member are released for a permanent plan which is adoption gotcha and these families are able to adopt now it's it's amazing how um god just connects them the families kind of look like each other and they we keep <laughs> siblings together and it's amazing that you know and, and i i used to get very challenged by the situation that sometimes i would get a call so-and-so you know we have four of her kids she just had another baby and then i would kind of get like well why do you keep having babies you know, I, I would get upset <laughs> and one day I went to pick up a baby that we already had four of the siblings uh, with another family and the wow. family they were missionaries in Africa and they never could have children so they had these four children they adopted wow and then I get called out to pick up another little girl that was just born from the same mom same mom so wow. they were, this child was going to come into the into the the system and they used to call at, at the hospital. They call me uh, the, um, the burrito lady because I'd go in and I'd get the babies. <laughs> now it's like I had them. I'd have to go in with a car seat, yeah. with the clothing, uh, wrap them up, feed them, and I'd wrap them up like little burritos because that's how I do things. So <laughs> I would take the baby, and I was this particular baby was under five pounds. So they have wow. to put them on a testing car seat and and for an hour to make sure that they're going to be okay. So when I walked in, the nurse was testing this beautiful little girl sure and i went off i was like i can't believe she had another baby no, 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 I'm going <laughs> and just like that the lord put a check in my spirit like you mm. know what you don't get to choose who gets to be born yeah you take yeah. these children where i tell you and do it with love and so i i literally felt and i i kind of just stopped myself and the nurse looked at me and i said the Lord just told me I don't get to pick. And she looked at me. She goes, I'm so glad he said that because she's so cute. <laughs> so I grabbed this beautiful little girl and I took her to the home. They were all waiting for me outside yeah. when I got there. She was like a little Cinderella coming to I the party. It. you know. <laughs> and the foster mom, who is now the biological or who is now the adopted mom, came up to me and she she was just in tears. She goes, isn't that just like our God? Mm. He would bring me a newborn baby because the other children wow. were older when she got him. Yes. And yes. so the rest of the story is all these children are serving the Lord. This particular little girl now is, a, she sings it in the church. And, you know, God has a plan. Absolutely. And who are we to, to judge or, or even question what God is doing? So now I get up whenever he calls me. I pick <laughs> up the children. If they've had 20 children and this is a number 21, then I just, in love, take those children where God tells me. Because there's a plan yeah. for all of them. Yeah. And how they get here is, you know, that's between them and God. I, I have no... It's not any of my concern. My concern is to go from A to B, and then hopefully they grow up and do what God's called them. No, exactly. Now, you have a board that you work with. I do. Yeah, and I understand you have a really good board. I, I do. I'm very blessed. Yeah. God selected each and every one of them. One of them, uh, my, our board president is Dr. Gregory Watts. And yes. Dr. Watts, is, was uh, he's retired now, but he was the doctor at Valley Children's Hospital. Now, this is, this is you know what? I, I tell these That's stories. That's amazing. I tell these stories, and and I and I, it almost feels like if I wasn't there, I wouldn't. I would say like, "Are you serious? Is that really happening?" <laughs> but as my God, as God is listening to me, 
my daughter when I lived when I ended up in the in the pro, in living in affordable housing on yeah. the project. My I was going to school and I was sitting outside. I just the baby was really small. Alicia was um, she was about, probably about three. There was a gang fight and she got hit in the head with a metal bat. Oh boy! And I grabbed her, wrapped her little head up. I had this big station wagon. Put her in the car. Put my other son in the car. We went to the Old Valley Children's Hospital. Sure. Doctor Watts was the doctor that came up and You've he saw me walk in with <laughs> with a backpack and my kids. And um, he asked me if I was going to school, and I said I, I was, and but I was getting ready to quit because it was too much. He says, "Mama, you can't quit. You got to keep going to school. This yeah. is, you know, your kids are depending on." He put twelve stitches on my daughter's head, put her on a little papoose, <laughs> and he says, "You know, my wife would love you." And, and I'm looking at this man, going, "Really? Who does that?" Right. So the next yeah. day, she called me, Mary Watts, her name. She picked me up at, at Fresno City College. We went and had lunch, and. We became really good friends. She she was they were the ones that introduced me to Christ with love. Wow! And so they would invite me to their house for for um, for you know holidays. And she just decided to pour into me. and And she had a degree, a BA in um, microbiology. That she, when he was going to medical school, just so that they could have something to talk about. But she was she wasn't using it. She was she had right? two children. I love that. And her kids were my kids. They so I would watch their kids, and we became family. And I convinced her to go back to school and get her master's in social work. I said, look at everything you've done for me, because she really poured into me and helped me with school and everything. She goes, oh, no, I don't want to do that. And I said, pray about it, because you would be (laughs) so good. So she went back to school and got her master's in social work and then got her license. She became an LCSW. So she sees my kids. Is that right? So she actually provides services to our kids that are coming in. And, And Dr. Watts... You know, when I told him God had this vision, and so he became our president, and we have favor with Valley Children because everybody loves. He worked in the ER, yeah. so it was all the way God just turned it together. You know, <laughs> so we we do. We've been blessed. Um, only God could have done that. No, absolutely. I I love how full circle things mm-hmm. come. Mm-hmm. You know, from yeah. from being in that situation. Yeah. It's, it's it's just, just crazy. amazing, and so. Yeah, I need to write a book because sometimes I tell these stories and I encourage myself because I'm like, wait, if God did that then, yeah. right. do it now. Because now we have a whole different challenge with this, you know, with yeah. the pandemic and yes. kids coming in and mm-hmm. and it's scary because you're mm. like, am I going to go home and get my husband sick? Because, you know, yep. there's questions that we, we just keep trusting God every I day. I love it. Well, Dot, <laughs> you, you and I went through a bit of heartbreak uh, with Katie, our daughter, when she had a couple of, of boys that she fostered. And uh, father was in prison. And during that time, it was almost two years. Yeah, we had them from birth to 18 months. Yeah. Twins. Twins. And what happened with that? Well, the judge ruled that the birth mother couldn't get them back. And he also ruled that when the father got out of prison, if he wanted, he had rights. And that's what happened. So basically, our daughter from birth to 18 months, had the boys. They were ours, you know, ours, and they were returned to the father, you know, after prison. And 18 months with a child, they they're yours. Sit up, walk, talk, you know. All the things that you do as a baby, and, you know, you know that. And uh, that was just heartbreaking. And it was so interesting how our daughter didn't allow that heartbreak to stop her from having the next set mm-hmm. and continue to work with, with foster kids until... She ended up, she has two of her own, you know, naturally and two adopted. And the four of them are spectacular kids. Mm -hmm. 
That's, that's, so uh, we we clearly understand the heart that it takes. It, it takes a very, it takes a lot of faith too, because you. I tell my family sometimes we're a season and sometimes we're a forever family. Yeah. But it is hard when they come in and they're with you, especially when they're you've bonded with them. But you know, if you think about how important that development part of their life was and how she poured into them. No, exactly. And she's changed the trajectory of their life forever because yeah. that was her assignment from God. Assignments from God are not always easy. <laughs> no, that's God, for sure. But where, if he takes you to it, he'll get you through it. And, yeah. and, and you'll heal and you'll be whole. And you never know, like me with, with Jana, right? Years yeah. later, she came back to me. God brought us back. And it's it's a beautiful relationship because she was such an important part of the development of my life. So I'm going to yeah. pray that God would bring those children back to you guys, yeah. and you'll be able to see them. Chance to see them. Yeah, and we were able to find them on Facebook and saw a little bit. So you know, maybe down the yeah. line, the Lord will do that. Well, listen, uh, you're listening to Powell to the People with uh, civility is always in style. We're going to be right back, and you're going to hear more from Lisa Cazares Austin. You're listening to Powell to the People. Write it down. is Powell to the people on the best talk in town. Hey, welcome back to our last segment today. Uh, boy, how time just flies. Uh, this is Powell to the people where civility is always in style and you can always catch us Saturdays at four Sundays at six. We also have good news with Larry Powell, nothing but good news. And I'll tell you, we need good news these days. And that's Monday through Friday at 10 and at four right here on KXEX 1550 AM. Well, Lisa, we're uh, we're down to our last segment. How quickly the time goes! Uh, I know that you have some amazing partners. I was looking through your website, and uh, from Therapy Dogs International, First Southern Baptist Church, Girl Scouts, Sigala, uh, 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 Ideas Plus Promotional Products Exchange Club. I mean, it goes on and on of people who have stepped up. Uh, Lisa Smithcamp, our DA, is on there. I mean, just a lot of people. Uh, Granville Homes. Uh, pretty amazing that you've been able to garner this collection of people who are helping with this and and literally changing the trajectory of a lot of lives as a result. It's amazing. Um, just last night, my Sunset Rotary they had a fundraiser in Clovis, a casino night. They just ha- they're going to we they are, they were able to um, give me a check for ten thousand dollars. Wow! Mm. Wow! And that's amazing because that is how we're able to get our kids into special classes. Sure. Some of them we have cheerleaders that we're able to. You know, these are our kids. Yes. Mm-hmm. And yes. we want to make sure that they get the best life, no matter if they're in foster care. And and yep. those things cost money. And yep. so the community. And you know, a lot of times, the families have had a grandchild maybe that ended up with me, and nobody's going to talk about it because confidential. Sure. So they get to see the services that are their, their grandchildren or their, their somebody in their family received and they come back and they pay it forward because they want other children that are going to be in a, in a place to receive the same kind of. What's your website again? It's angelsofgrace.com. Angelsofgrace.com. You can go there and there are all kinds of bits of information and pages available to you. You you can see that list of things that you need, uh, all of that. And 
you know, we're never uh, enough money. There's always a shortage. So anything you can do, folks, to help, just go there and there you'll find a way to donate. But, you know, before we leave, we've got a few minutes left. Uh, you've got to have some special stories about some people who have come through your agency. And uh, do you have a story or two of some who came from craziness and now have solid lives again? You know, we have a lot of stories. Uh, one in particular, um, she came to me when she was seven years old, seven years old, and she was living, you know, in a, in with her mom. It was a dark place that she came out of. She came to me, had never been to school. So we got her into all these special programs. Wow. So bad. And, and she was she was um, considered developmentally delayed when she went to school because mm. she'd never been to school. Sure. So she came to us. We ended up uh, loving on her. Her parents never got it together, so she stayed with me till she turned 18 years old. And wow. and at 18, back in the days, the kids were on the streets because there was no Plan B. Sure. Since then, we have AB 12. Now they can stay with us till they're 21. So we we opened up a safe haven home, mm. um, which was uh, we op- operated for eight years. Every month, I had to come up with three thousand and five hundred dollars, and I had no idea how I was going to come up with it because <laughs> these were kids that were aged out. It's a lot of faith and in so the Lord. Every month it came in. Every month for eight years, God wow. provided. Sometimes it was of two dollars more. It's a little bit, but we we ended up. It was a faith thing every every time. Yeah. Anyway, she stayed with us. She ended up going to City College. Was Goldie of the Year. Was second in the state for javelin throwing. Was very smart. Ended up going to St. Kate's. Got a full light a full ride scholarship. Mm. When she went to that uh, college, my board, including Dr. Watts, bought her, you know, the, the the laptop. She went like all the other kids went with the designer clothes, you know, because these yeah. are kids going into a private college. So she didn't go in any, she had everything she needed. That's a great story. She went on and became, she was very athletic. So she ended up going into the military. One day I'm sitting in my office and this a secret service person comes in. I'm like, <gasps> We do everything right. We get audited. Where are you here? Well, he was there to do a reference check on her. Oh, wow. And she became Secret Service, became a, a Secret Service for Biden, for Trump, and now she's with um, our new president. Yeah. And um, so she recently came down to Fresno. We had uh, She had dinner with the Wattses, and I haven't seen her yet. She's still here in Fresno, so I'm going to – I'm hoping we she reaches out. She, she says that um, she now has another – um, opportunity, so she's going to go into a high level of security. So wow. this is one of our kids. Yeah. Now. And, and you know what's beautiful? We went out to dinner the last time she came down, and she was so cute. We were having dinner, and and she took the bill because I can afford this now, you know. So she took the <laughs> bill, and and she laughed, and she said, "You know, I used to be considered developmentally delayed. Now I'm the intelligence of the United States of America." <laughs> and the house that we had in Safe Haven, uh, Gloria Kay and her sister Cookie, they were the designers. Wegerman, yeah. So yes. they're on my board. Yeah. So they went in and they designed this this home. It was phenomenal. Mm. So her room was black and white. It was designed. They designed it beautifully. The whole house was. I wanted my girls to feel like they were royalty. They're father was a king and they had to live to that standard so my ladies always had to live at that (laughs) level Mm -hmm. and it was god because he was providing everything i mean every month i was like only god could do this right yeah so they felt like they were special anyway her house her room was just beautifully designed if you know these women they're women of excellence and i would see that her she had like a day bed and it always looked so beautifully but one day i'm walking by and she's laying on the floor i said what are you doing she says 
I don't want to mess up my bed. I want it to stay this way. <laughs> well, so she recently purchased a home in Washington, D.C., and she, it's all black and white. The whole yeah, house, right. the interior is. So she's those yeah. moments were happy for her. Yeah. So wow. that's just one of my many happy stories. And, yeah. And so our kids do that, just like Jana, who poured that greatness into me. And these the community, the churches that come in, and, and the women that, you know, pour into our kids. Yeah. And, mentors that come in and and, and let them know that they're Mm -hmm. special you know the enemy he always wants to mess us up with the lie that we're not worthy sure once you know who you are and that you have value and you have worth and god has a plan for your life you begin to live that way and so once you have that it 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 allows you to become all that god created you to be and that's what we hope to do with the children that god puts in our path well and you know uh, our listeners uh need to know something real simple how do they get a kid to you? What what What's the process? Well, we work along Child Protective Services. Okay. So we're in the whole San Joaquin Valley. We work with Madera County, Fresno County, and Kern County, different counties. Actually, we haven't had children from Kern County in quite some time. We're, so we're kind of staying okay. in this area with, with the way the, the There are plenty within this within area. Within our area, there's a yeah. lot of children. So they give me a call. The only one that can put a hold on a child is a police officer. Right. So police goes out to a home. There's domestic violence. There's a meth lab. People are getting arrested. There's children in the home. So then they call Child Protective Services after they put the hold. We're contracted with them. They call us up, and we we put them in homes that we feel are going to be a good match for the children. We don't take all the calls, but we we work alongside them. So that's that's how it works. And then those children, now the children are going to have the opportunity to be with us for three days at least. Mm. And then at that time... Once all is settled, they have a team decision-making meeting. The county calls a meeting between the families and anybody that can provide service or care for this child. Right. It doesn't have to be a blood relative anymore. It can be a mentor placement, the okay. neighbor, or somebody in the church. So someplace come, they have some familiarity. Have, yes. They yeah. can, and that's always the goal, to return the children to the family yeah, that they like know. That. Yeah, that's really good. And if good. that doesn't work, then they stay full. They stay with us, you know, for and then it goes to court in six months. and. The family has to do what the courts asked them to do. And if they mm-hmm. do it, the children start to have visits. They start to have. Uh, so they restore them back. Into yeah. healthy homes is yeah. what we're hoping. Right, right. Well, pretty amazing <laughs> when you think about all of the uh, the crazy issues that come up and how you've changed the trajectory of over 400 kids since the year 2000. That were adopted. Yeah, yeah. that were adopted and yeah. just new lives. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some of these women would come to me and uh, because they're in domestic violence. And once, you know, I get to share a little bit about my story, they get empowered because they think, well, look, if God did this for you, he can do it for me. So those women will come back later on, you know, yeah. once they have their children back and they've gone back to school. And there's a story that, you know, they get to tell me about how their life, they're living their best life. It's exciting because in yeah. in a way I did get to work with the women, not yes. just the children. <laughs> Which was one of your goals that was early one of my on. Goals, yes. Yeah, that is so neat. Well, mm-hmm. folks, you've been listening to uh Powell to the people, um, and uh, what a, a neat story. Uh Lisa Casares Austin of Angels of Grace. Uh you have some amazing stories of recovery of kids that would not have, have been in a situation that was healthy again if they didn't have you and have this opportunity and you got a lot of people working with you. You've got partners from Rotary Clubs and uh, a lot of different folks out there. Uh, and, and Dr. Watts is an amazing example. Yes, he is. And uh, I just know that uh, if you're listening today and you would like to donate a few dollars, go to angelsofgrace.com, and we would love to have you uh, kick in a few dollars. If you've got some other things that they need, including diapers and a bunch of things like that, 
There's never um, uh, uh, too many of anything. So from formula to clothes to shoes, you name it, a lot of things. Lisa, uh, we're looking forward to the next 400 that you're going to help get adopted. Thank you so much for what you do in our community. We We really appreciate it. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Partners all the way. And Dot, you and I are going to talk tomorrow about a book, you know, that you've written. So we're going to have a good time with that. Thank you so much for joining Powell to the People, where civility is always in style. We'll see you tomorrow.